it go. We don't, we don't say, well, I believe in Jesus, but then let doubt start setting in. <laughs> you can't do that. We, you can't do that. But uh, uh, greet everyone this morning, the Lord, and uh, desire your prayers this morning. And that uh, what I feel like the Lord is leading me, uh, had led me on and directed me in studying, that I can definitely put forth uh, as he sees fit according to his word, because I, I can't do nothing without him. So I just give him praise this morning. And I uh, want to draw your attention to the book of Psalms, uh, the 100, chapter 107. Book of Psalms, chapter 107 this morning. Praise the Lord, beginning at verse 1. We'll be reading somewhere around 20 or 21 verses throughout the text, but for a start, I'm just going to read 1 through 8 this morning. It reads like this, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Is there any redeemed in the house this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. They tr- they, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And I want to uh, reread that verse 8 right there out of uh, a different text that I found is a Good News Bible, verse 8, and it reads like this, They must thank the Lord for his constant love for the wonderful things he did for them. They must thank the Lord for his constant love. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this service. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence, Lord, and your healing touch, Lord. I thank you for everything that you've done thus far. And, Lord, as I begin to minister your word, use me as you see fit, Lord. Give me the words and wisdom that I need, Lord, that your work can go forth and, and help someone today. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. 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 You may be seated. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit this morning on God's constant love. God's constant love, and that goes back to the uh, different texts that I had give you. They must thank the Lord for his constant love, for the wonderful things he did for them. Now, uh, in the first eight verses that we read there, uh, it was talking about that he gathered them from the east and west, north and south. They wandered in the wilderness, and that's how we once were before we were redeemed. We were wandering around. We were lost and and didn't know it and needed help and we and were redeemed by the Lord and we say so and we thank him. We cried out and begged for his uh, mercy and forgiveness uh, for what we had done and we become redeemed and we thank the Lord for that. And that's why we must thank the Lord for his constant love because no matter how many times that we wander, how many times we stray uh, because of our flesh, he is still there with a constant love to welcome us back. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this week, uh, is coming up is Valentine's Day, and uh, we're having uh, Valentine's uh, uh, selling this afternoon. There's some goodies for, for the young people. The Secret Sisters has some bags of Valentine's out there. And so I found some uh, some interesting numbers here to give you about Valentine's Day. And 
uh, people will be spending millions of dollars this week on flowers, candy, and cards. Now, according to the National Retail Federation, people will spend on average $136.57 per person for a total of $18.2 billion spent on a holiday. And of course, uh, the biggest uh, candy that is sold will be chocolate. Is there any chocolate lovers in here? <laughs> You'll be, you'll be a part of the ones most likely that will be partaking of some 58 million pounds of chocolate that will be sold this week. 58 million pounds of it. So if you like chocolate, <laughs> you'll be partaking of some of that. And, so, and although there's nothing wrong with the buying of gifts for a special Valentine, showing a constant love for them every day by doing the little things that makes them happy, like writing them a note, uh, speaking to them in a text while you're away from them at work, letting them know that you're thinking about them. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Try. Let them know you, that you're thinking about them, uh, that you love them and you miss them, that you're looking forward to get back home to them. Uh, that's, what I, that's what me and Michelle do. We constantly, you know, kind of text back and forth. And since you all know that I'm a truck driver and I drive a vehicle, I do have a headset that you push a button and you say send text to whomever and provided that it hears me correctly, and that sometimes it don't hear me correctly, and it changes the words, and I have, <laughs> it can't get you in trouble. Uh, but I, it's hands-free, so, but we do communicate. But those things, doing that can be of a greater value than all of those like statistic numbers that I just give you of how much dollar amount is spent. If you do that each and every day, showing that constant love to your uh, special one every day, letting them know, that's exactly how God treats us. That's exactly his, his constant love for us. is always there for us, always showing us how he cares for us, healing us, touching us, wanting what's best for us, provided that we acknowledge that and we praise him and glorify him for that. Because I'm going to tell you something, as soon as we uh, step out of the uh, church doors, there's someone else out there that's trying to get you off track. There's someone else out there that's trying to lead you away from that constant love of God because he can't stand the fact that God loves you. He can't stand the fact that God uh, wants to be with you and guide you and direct you. That old devil's a punk and he's going to do everything in his power to get you off track, to get you off guard of God's constant love. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. And Michelle oftentimes even gets her own flowers. It never fails. <laughs> It never fails as soon as I start thinking about, you know, I need to get Michelle some flowers. I need to do something special for her. Uh, I'll come home, and there's some on the table. I'm like, where did them things come from? I had to buy my own. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, me. So uh, that, don't, that don't make me sound too good, I guess, sometimes. But then I'm like, well, I can't go get them now. She done bought them. But so I have to try to, to think of it ahead of time. But like, if okay, I gotta go ahead and get some because if not, she's gonna go to the store and see some she liked and buy them on her own. But sometimes it gets me off the hook altogether of getting her some because she just get them herself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I do I do love her and I, I try to uh, do little things like that constantly to show her my appreciation, my constant love for her, of doing things for her, uh, because she surely does it for me, and it go, it's both, it kind of works both ways. You know, we both just doing that for each other, and it's and it's good. But, but like I say, God is that way toward us, and God's constant love for us will cause Him to deliver us out of our distresses. 
It will cause that. Even when we rebel and go against his perfect will for us, when we give in to our flesh and reject his spirit that guides us and gives light. It's like Brother Wayne was saying this morning in Sunday school. We have to have the Holy Ghost as that helper to guide us and direct us and keep us on a straight path. That Holy Ghost within us is the only way we are going to make it. It's the only way we are going to stay in track of God uh, God taking care of us and leading us the right direction because without that, there, there's no uh, reprimands from time to time when, when we uh, see something we shouldn't see, when we watch something we shouldn't watch. We need that to guide us in a direction. Because how many know as soon as you start drifting a little bit, it's almost like driving down a road on the uneven pavement. You quickly can get jerked plumb off the road. You think you might be able to save it. You think you might be able to control it. But once you go off just a little bit, you're going to get drugged plumb off in the ditch. And there you're going to have to be drug out. You're going to have to get some help uh, to get drug out of the ditch. But if with that Holy Ghost, that will help guide us and keep us in line. Almost, almost kind of like how y'all remember uh, when... Uh, Opryland had the ten Lizzies, the little old timey car, more all day. Well, it was a car, and he was so fun. He thought, "Oh, I'm driving." Even before, even little kids, you know, when we went when we was younger, you thought, "Oh, I can drive a car, drive a car." Well, but you got a track right there that keeps you from going off the road. You got something to keep you in line without you, without you running off and running all over something. Uh, and and it's, it's kind of like that. There's that guided there. There's that direction there. And I thank the Lord for that this morning. Going back into Psalms and beginning in verse ten. Uh, thinking on this uh, uh, going away from God, the, those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction in irons, because they rebelled against the words of God. How many sometimes you've heard the word of God, or you know you've heard direction from God, but you still rebel against it, you still go against it? Glory to his name. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And there again is that same translation I want to give you, uh, that oh, that men would give thanks they must thank the Lord for his constant love for the wonderful things he did for them. I thank the Lord this morning that when I have drifted and I have gone astray from his light that's led me into darkness because that's exactly what happens when we go astray from his word, when we get off of his word and we go astray, it leads you right out into darkness and that's exactly what the devil wants to do. He wants you to lead you straight back out into that darkness where you can't see. And how many of you know when you get into darkness without any light that you don't, you don't know where you're going? You can't see, you don't know what direction is and not only that, you don't know where you're going. Fear sets in because you can't see nothing that's around you. Fear sets in, and then you start making bad decisions, rash decisions, because you're scared. And that's, a, and that's the worst time to make decisions like that when you're scared, because when we've drifted away from God. But when we recognize that we had drifted away from him and we need him help and we cry out to him, Father God, forgive me because I know I've messed up. I should have heeded to your word. I wouldn't be in this darkness. He is there with his constant love to shine his light, to help you, draw you out of your darkness where you are. Uh, reminded, uh, thinking of, of darkness, uh, thinking of the natural sense. Uh, I, when we used to live up in uh, Kentucky, closer to Mammoth Cave, and when uh, we were going to school up there, we went on several field trips to Mammoth Cave. 
And uh, not only that, me and Michelle and the girls went up there to Mammoth Cave one time. But I remember when we were during the process of the tour, uh, of course, it's dark in there, but they have lights, you know, and they have, uh, keep lights on. But they said, they told us that when the lights are all turned off, a lot of people were drove to craziness because it would be so quiet and so still and so dark in there, and people could actually hear the blood running across the, the veins of the ears. If you can imagine that, if you've never heard the blood run across the vein of your ear, you've not been in real complete silence. But in Mammoth Cave, that's a place of darkness and quietness, and it would drive people crazy and scare them to death because of that quietness. That's just a little uh, example of the uh, type of darkness that can drive you crazy and just scared. But uh, this morning, Jesus is the manifestation of God's constant love. I want to I take you to the book of Luke right now. In the chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 76. Thinking of Jesus as the manifestation of God's constant love, Zechariah here is John the Baptist's father, and he is speaking here prophesying of his son John the Baptist's ministry. Uh, just to give you a quick backup, you remember that Mary uh, was uh, to be with child, and uh, Angel Gabriel told her, uh, that Elizabeth was with child too, and she was already six months pregnant, and Mary went to visit her. Well, and so then the scripture says that Mary stayed with her another three months. So that brought it up about to the time of John the Baptist's uh, birth. Then Mary left, and th- uh, this is about the time where it come the, for the eight days and the circumcision of their custom, and it was time to name uh, name the boy. Name uh, his name was to be John, uh, as Angel had said. Well, and if y'all remember. Uh, Zacharias could not speak at that time up until they were naming. And he said, no, his name will be John. And that's when his tongue was loose and he began to talk. And he gave the Holy Ghost, uh, gave him a prophecy. And, and this is what we're going to read as this prophecy that he was given in part. It, uh, in birth, Beginning in verse 76, a new child will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. And this day spring right here uh, in the Greek means anatole, which means a rising of light or dawn. And uh, that's what that's what it means for. Or the Messiah or Jesus, as he was referring to, had visited them. And to give light to those who sit in darkness. That was, that was what Jesus was going to do, is be the light of the world. He, he was going to be the direction that we would follow and go to. To, to, uh, to, to who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Jesus is that direction that we're to follow. He is that light that we're to strive to follow after. He is the giver of our salvation. As long as we stay in track with him, we'll stay in the light. We'll stay in the way. And that Holy Ghost and that helper that he gives us, it will always guide us and direct us. We fight constantly with our flesh what to do the things we want to do. And it's so easy to just succumb to the flesh instead of letting the Spirit take control. And this, uh, this comes into play in our daily walk, not just when we come to service on Sunday or on Wednesday. We need to each and every day give God praise and glory for, uh, and just worship Him daily. We get so consumed with 
the, uh, the technology of the time. Uh, I'm not personally on Facebook, so I'm not dogging it out because I'm not on there, but I know Facebook is, uh, is a thing that a lot of people are on. There could be a TV show that we get caught up in and we want to watch all the time. There's so many distractions to pull us away from worship and praising God. You know, uh, praying and fasting. We need to be so focused on staying in that light and staying focused in the Word, staying focused in Jesus and letting Him guide us and direct us. If we want true guidance and direction of every step and aspect of our life, we need to be praying and fasting and worshiping Him each and every day. We need to get a lot of this other junk and TV shows and, and a lot of uh, uh, this uh, all of this technology just consumes so much of our time. And now I'm stepping on my own toes. Uh, I was, uh, there's even a uh, YouTube that, you, I mean, there's all kind of videos that you can watch on how to videos. If you don't know how to do something, I, you know, I had never changed a heating element in a dryer, but it, with thanks to YouTube and some, re- and I figured it out, it, you know, and so I'm not condemning the watching of it, but I'm saying I, I in turn wound up watching hours of the doggone crap, you know, and that's what it can, it can pull you away Go watching video after video after video, and then there you go. Where was my Jesus time? Where was my praise time? Where was I thanking him for everything that he done for me? Where was I giving him a praise and glory for that constant love that he shows me and directing me and guiding me? We can easily get pulled away and off track with doing all these other things. I'm saying there's got to be a time when we say, you know what, I know I enjoy doing some of this other stuff. I know I enjoy this TV show, but I got to have some Jesus time. I got to have some me and him time. It's too important to pass up. It's too important to not stay in some have some Jesus. Jesus time. Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus is the manifestation of God's constant love toward us. I want to share with you 1 Peter 2 and 9 to go right along with this. And this is a well-known scripture we quote all the time. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Now check this here out that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are to proclaim his praises for calling us out of darkness into the marvelous light each and every day, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday. Each and every day we have been called out. We, that means we are, we are to give him praise for calling us out into his marvelous light. We are to give him praise and glory for it, not just every now and again, each and every day. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Give him praise for his redemption, for your salvation. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have been called out of his darkness. We should give God praise for his constant love. He constantly loves us no matter what. No matter how many times we fall off the wagon, as they say, he constantly loves us, brought us out of our gloom and despair. We are no longer prisoners to our pain nor chained to regrets. We don't need to be chained to regrets of a past life. You are no longer in that past life. Don't regret it. God's marvelous light busted up those chains and you ain't got to worry about it no more. Don't fall back on it. Don't believe on it. Don't let the devil lie to you and trick you and tell you you're too far away. You're not. Jesus took care of that. You are in his marvelous light. Every chain is shattered with Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. I want to move uh, back to Psalms and uh, 107 and beginning in verse uh, 17. Praise the Lord where we, where we left off. Fools because of their transgression 
and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. So he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Have you ever walked away from, from God and gotten sick of, because of some iniquity or some sin and you were so sick of it you didn't even want to eat? You stayed away from food and you thought you were near to death. But, but through it all, once you uh, ask God to, to come into your heart and forgive you of it and receive you again in his constant love, he sent his word to you and you were healed and you were taken care of. Sometimes we bring sorrow on our on ourselves and suffering because of our own sins. We get sick and don't even want to look at food. But when we cry out for His help, He was right there uh, to just speak the word, and we are healed. This uh, thinking of this reminded me of the centurion servant that Jesus healed because of the faith of the centurion that he knew all Jesus had to do was speak the word. He Jesus didn't have to come to his house as he said. If you recall, Jesus told the centurion, "I will come to your house and heal him." And the centurion said, "No, I know that all you have to do is speak the word." Matthew eight and eight will remind us of that scripture. The centurion answered and said, "Lord." I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus in his flesh did not have to go to, to the actual physical house when, when he was here on earth, nor does he have to come down here in the flesh right now to heal you of each and everything. All he's got to do is speak the word, glory to his name. When you call out to him, when you cry out to him, he'll speak the word and you will be healed right then and there. Glory to his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All he's got to do is speak the word and it is done. Glory to his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. In verse 21, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Once again, the Good News Translation. They must thank the Lord for his constant love, for the wonderful things he did for them. Praise the pastor. You can be coming on back up. Thank you. This morning, church, not only did I want to drive home the point that God has a constant love for you, but I also want us to know that because of his constant love for you, I also wanted to know that we must thank the Lord for his constant love each and every day. We need to constantly praise him and worship him and glorify him. That's what we're called to do. We want to stay in that, in that marvelous light that he has created for us to be in guidance and direction. We, things in our lives could be made so much simpler if it were that way. And it can be that way with the help of the Holy Ghost. We need that Holy Ghost so, so much today. The way the times are going, Jesus is soon to, to come again. We need that Holy Ghost. We need that helper, that spirit within us, guiding us, directing us, and to furthermore call us home when he, come, when he comes again. Praise the name of the Lord. I give the Lord glory and praise. We are to thank the Lord for all he's done. He has redeemed us, brought us from our wandering with no direction, brought us into his marvelous light, and he healed us from our sickness. So thank him today and thank him for each and every day that you wake up and you, and you have that breath as before your feet hit the floor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for my rest. Thank you for guiding me and directing me. Lead me today in your path, Lord Jesus. Help and guide me in the direction that I need to go because I want to stay in track with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.